1: They are there to listen without judgment or pressure, 24-7, 365 days of the year. Let's all take a moment to talk more than football.
2: Hello, good evening and welcome to Green and White, the weekly Argyle Life podcast. Uh, with us to review Argyle's 2018-19 season, we have Sam Down. Hello. We have Fraser. Good evening. And we've got Louis. All right. And with any luck, we might have Colin join us. He's having technical difficulties. Colin's an older person who struggles with technology. So that would be <laughs> why. Well, cut, cut that
3: out, Tom. He, Nick's he'll really he'll never listen back today. to he it. He do not want to offend Colin, he, too.
2: He'll never <laughs> listen back to it. He'll never hear it. Phrases. You're saying you listened to the last podcast we recorded and you got a shout
4: out, but I can't remember what I said now. What was it? Um, it was on the old Freddie versus Taylor debate. Um oh, okay. Goals versus assists versus, uh, you know, the Carey and the effect. um as you versus guys players play.
2: being rubbish. Yeah.
3: Oh, uh... Colin. Colin
4: joined the call.
2: <laughs> oh, I've given up. i on Colin at this point. I think there's something wrong with his computer. Anyhow, yeah, right. Let's let us let us crack on. Essentially, well, we've got one question to ask: Why were Argyle got relegated? I know that um that Louis gone. Do, do you want to open us off?
5: I I I just think simple fact that Adams has been very good recruiting in the last few seasons prior to this one, uh, picking out some players that were kind of on the, the you know the fringe of their careers. and... Players like Sonny Bradley, who people really didn't rate that much before he came to us, um, and this season we, you know, didn't recruit the right players, didn't have the same quality in the squad in the you know the right areas, especially in defence, where we were just leaking goals game after game after game, and I think that, that simply was we just didn't have the the quality in the squad to really you know keep us up. There there was there was quality in some areas, especially like we had the same you know front three which which did wonders for us last year, but. I I just don't think I do think defence we would have had any chance of staying up anyway. I don't think it's good enough.
2: See, like I've always said, that I disagree. Though I think, I agree that our defence was a step down in quality on last season, but not as much as some as most people say. I I stand by lack of midfield protection being a big factor, but at the same time, you can't also overlook the sheer number of errors. I mean, like frozen, I were saying, say Ryan Edwards the, against Rochdale twice. Back passes that fell short on Matt Dunne ran in first one he scored. Second one to be honest Leatherman I think Leatherin was unlucky was lucky not to give a penalty away as I remember. It, it was far more of a penalty than our second goal was a goal. Um yeah, you just can't really look past the sheer number of errors. That was huge.
5: Yeah, and, and again I just think a lot a lot of the errors do come from I don't think the players are good enough. I don't think Edwards he's good enough to play in a in a mid table to play off league one team. I don't think that Canavan's good enough for that quality. I don't think any of our full backs were at this stage. I think some of some of them like Smith brown got they've got potential but again it, his potential was going forward and you know, he, you he had he made a number of mistakes, namely against against the one that I can remember towards the end of the season. And it was the it was those mistakes which that you know did cost us at the end, at the end of the day.
2: That's harsh on Smith-Brown, because what he did, yeah, yeah, I would say he's definitely culpable for at least one, particularly the corner against Gillingham, and yeah. definitely he gets caught out of the front post for, or his man gets across him, for the equaliser. I mean, overall, he was the least error-prone defender of all season. He was our most uh, I, consistent defender throughout.
5: And I, and, I, and, I, and I, I, out of all the defenders, I do probably like him the most, I do think, and I think he's got a, lot, a good lot of talent going forward, and I would want to keep him around. I think he'd be fine at League 2, but...
2: Let's not forget we had the Sam's favourite was Oscar Threlka was back at right back. He only started, what, four or five games at the end of the season? We yeah. only won one of them.
3: Yeah, he wasn't quite as good when he came back. He wasn't dreadful by any means. Um, he he had one probably very bad game at Accrington. The rest he was just, you know, fairly middle of the road. Some decent games, some, some less good games. Um, I think on the whole, my answer to it is I think the squad probably was good enough on the whole. I don't really agree with the... Idea the squad wasn't good enough. I think Edwards and Canavan, yeah, they, they conceded a lot of goals, but how many of them were due to being two on one? How many of them were due to lack of protection from the way the midfield was shaped up? How many of them were due to players just running at them? You know, if, if they'd have been protected like last season's were, we protected the defence by being proactive and by retaining possession in midfield, and this season we very much didn't do that. So, whilst I think and being I more structured defensively,
2: defensively, I well, structure. Yeah.
3: Yeah, and and that as well. But prim- primarily, I think was um, you know, the centre backs only do so much when they've got poor midfield protection, full back protection was very much a step down on last year, uh, and also the keeper behind them wasn't as good and wasn't as commanding in both cases as last year. Me and Nick have argued that you know I think Leverin's a bit of a better organiser than Nick does, but let neither of them are anything like as good of organisers as what Remy Matthews, Kelly Ruse, or even Luke McCormick were. So, all, 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 you know, both of them were a step down in that respect, and I think you can only blame the centre-back so much when there's so many more question marks around them. I think if you put Edwards or Canavan in a more competent League One side, either of them would have done better, and I think Edwards will prove to do that next season because you know he, he turned down our offer for a reason. He's probably got offers elsewhere.
2: Portsmouth notably, and I think yeah, that...
3: Richard Rovers and Fleetwood, I think as well. Yeah, I think aren't they? I
2: think Portsmouth a, a bit much, but. That, then again, Sonny Bradley's done so well at Luton, not necessarily because he's and Bradley's good. Don't get me wrong, but he's not. He's not as good as he looked this season. Luton made him look good. Like he he, yeah. he had that protection. You know, he spent most of his days only having to deal with long balls into the box. I mean, that's what Sonny Bradley was built to do. He's just as immobile as Edwards was, but last season and this had far more protection. Let's not forget Bradley was. The, you know, error prone every now and then and he got caught out by fast strikes every now and then we protected him better mm. that was a big problem you, you can point at Songa at times and it, as much as uh, Songa also look at the formation it's not just that Songa is playing alongside Fox it's that you know, in that formation Fox has less protection and Fox is far more exposed and he's going to be caught out more defensively and that's going to catch our midfield defensively and so, I mean, the number of times Songo gets caught out of position as well. I'm not sure sometimes it's overcompensating to cover Fox. Like every now and then, there's, oh, I think was it Doncaster? I think it was against Doncaster in uh, one game in particular that's sticking out at the moment as the most recent example. Like they used to be Songo right defence mid, Fox left defence mid, but from throw-ins you'd see Songo way over on the left, further left than Fox, and Fox in his left centre defence midfield position, and no one in front of the box. Like, Tsonga completely vacates his position and goes across the cover. Now, if you can do that, mm-hmm. then Fox has got to track across.
5: It, he it... does tend to chase, chase the ball around. Um, I, I guess that, that is his job, and I guess is what, he, what he's been told to do. But when you've got a player like Fox who isn't as mobile um, and, and does need the support from a, from a more athletic player like Tsonga, you, you can't really just go chasing the ball around because it's just not going to work at of the day. Yeah. well while while, while while the fans might love it and it might you know it might you know get people going it, it's not contributing to, to winning football, really. Um,
3: mm. the, the, the the line about songo has always been that he tries hard and yes he tries very hard but i think sometimes he tries too hard he runs around a bit like a bull rather than being more sort of strategic you know i think that that's a bit of a problem
2: i just think he likes footballing brain in many in many cases you know you can't see as many like good attacking move, I'm mean, credit to him, towards the end of the season we actually saw him make some uh, throughout the season as well now I think. because he's not a terrible player, he can make passes every now and then, and we saw in the game against Scunthorpe he can dribble past a man, he's done it a few times this season, but we don't see it often enough, I'm not sure if he has, I don't think he has the vision required, I don't think he has the technique required to pass the ball, and then I feel like he's got lower concentration skills, I'm mean, just harkening back to the um, Scunthorpe's equaliser on Oh no! They equaliser the first goal they pulled back. If you watch that, Songos just stood around watching. Like, like, <laughs> like it is genuinely remarkable. Like, it is like a fan has encroached on the pitch and is just getting up for a closer view. Just the way he stood there watching. I, I'm sure it's happened before. Just off the top of my head, I cannot think of like another example of anyone doing that. Just, I couldn't believe that.
5: I'm looking forward to seeing the responses on uh, and any song or slander <laughs> after uh, after recent <laughs> uh, happenings on social media.
2: Oh, they don't <laughs> listen to this.
0: <laughs> yeah, probably
4: not. I don't think it was ever. When you look back on the season, I'd, there's there's individuals that have made errors, but collectively, the back four to including the midfield just weren't good enough. We conceded 93 goals in all competitions. Only oh, Scunthorpe yeah. and Rochdale conceded I think it was more than five in the end. Um, you know, we, we had a minus 24 goal difference. If we had scored or let in three less goals, and we'd still be in League One. And, you know, we lost to Luton 5 1, we lost to Peterborough 5 1, we lost to Accrington Stanley 5 1. If we lose those games 4 1, we're in the division. We stay in the league. Um, now. I'll tell you what, as well, Accrington. Average less than a goal a game against the rest of the league,
2: and average four per game against us. You yeah, you yeah. take those two games and just don't get battered quite as heavily in either, safe.
4: So I, I just yeah. think, yeah, I, I think as a collective, we just weren't good enough for stopping the ball going in the back of the net. And and I know there's been the back and forth of what we do at the other end, the the whole of Mires, Carey, Taylor, Ladapo, whatever conundrum you want to call it, but... We, were scoring, we scored enough goals to stay in the division. I think it was something like mm. the bottom... We scored more than the bottom 11 teams. Um, so we had the goals. We put the ball in the back of the net at times. But we didn't stop it going in our end. And, and I think next season... That's something we really, really have to improve on because you're not getting promoted with a leaky defence. Um, and, and, and I'm not saying that's just the defence because, as people have identified already, it, the midfield and the goalkeeper do have a role to play in that. But if we conceded a few less goals, we wouldn't be relegated.
5: We, um, I think we scored more goal. We scored more goals than 11 teams in the league this year. We obviously, conceded um, the third highest as well. So it's just. Not gonna, you're not going to win games mm. when you, you're conceding that many goals,
2: really. It's like go- going back to I think stuff we said around the um. We did a sort of mid-season review of what's going wrong. I I, I think as far as I remember, I said this is along the lines of, yes, Ladapo I saw was a problem. I'd rather have Taylor starting, but a bigger problem is the midfield, and the midfield is the thing that I'd rather sort because we we can you know do just as well with the we we won't do as well in my opinion without with Ladapo ahead of Taylor. We could do. More than well enough with the Dappos starting, just with the right midfield, that's what that was a bigger problem for me.
3: Well, we had that good little spell, didn't we? When we played the right midfield for a little while in 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 November. I mean, we, we beat... No, but
2: even then, that was four two three one. Still, it still had. Fox we we did we did have
3: a spell of it being four three three in the Fleetwood and Shrewsbury games, didn't we? Yeah, it was one and a half games. Because we obviously Shrewsbury, we went in one nil down at half time, but okay, we Adams did have a few jams in. And... Fleetwood, we we won and probably should have won by more two one. Very much flattered uh, Fleetwood. Yeah. three, we okay. We were losing, but you know we had three good chances. One nil probably flattered Shrewsbury a little yeah, bit. Yeah, they
2: scored from a long range shot that Mason and, probably should have saved. And we had three saved. good
3: chances that we didn't put away.
2: I mean, like I say, Adams panicked in that one. He never should have. Looking back on the season, the biggest mistake is that lack of core midfield for me. That that's the single biggest reason why we went down, because I think that explains, that and the defensive errors explains why we conceded so many, and like Fraser's identified, the goals against is why we went down.
3: The squad, I I think the squad, I know I disagree a bit with Louis on this, I think the squad, if managed right, could have stayed up, and maybe that's more the case of, you know, the the squad still wasn't great, I'm not denying that, it wasn't a playoff squad, but you know, I think last season showed, that you you know, last season's squad wasn't a seventh-place squad, but we still got there. Um so we could have overperformed to the point of being in the playoff post even without overperforming particularly, even if we just managed the squad on a on a competent level without doing amazingly over our over our budget or over our quality level. I still think we absolutely could have got that squad in the thirteenth to sixteenth area. So if like, not, he, if not he,
2: he, Here's the thing though, right? A lot of people make the comment, Oh, this is this is the quality of the squad, that's the quality of the squad. People say, Well, i actually comparing it to the quality of the other squads. This yeah. was a really weak League One. I'm not sure, if you look at like Wimbledon, Wimbledon had a much weaker
4: squad than last season. I right? remember saying yeah, actually, subs- a lot of the times watching the games, I do remember this, just turning to the people next to me saying, "This football is dross." Like whether yeah. it be the home, te- you know, us as the home team, or whether it be the away opposition, there were many, many games this season where I turned to the people I went with and said, "The standard here is awful. The passes are going like..." You know, just, just a nobody. Spray, yeah. um, you know, people are making lots of individual errors. Um, the team shouldn't have been relegated. Obviously, they were, and I do believe at the end of, the, end of any season, 46 games, you get what you deserve. Um, but it wasn't, I agree, it wasn't a very high. It wasn't a high quality League One, Um, you know. Other than a few of the big boys like Sunderland, Pompey, Luton, and that lot, the rest. Sunderland
2: didn't have a very good squad. Charlton were really thin on players. If they'd had one significant period of injuries, they would have they would have collapsed. They they had no depth. They were using first team and youth. That was it. Um, If you actually look on a team by team basis, there were probably only ten teams with a better squad. I I couldn't even tell you if there were more than ten with a better first team. There really weren't that many good teams in this division this year, and there were others which had good team and a questionable manager like Fleetwood, Joey Barton, and experiences going <laughs> to be any good. You know, Blackpool who, are, you know, Blackpool were in. How many teams have a carry and a Mearns? I don't think people are, you know really understand how how capable this squad could have been if managed correctly. This really yeah, should. I, I,
3: I look like at, we, I look we at should have been in the playoff yeah.
2: hunt with a, with a few weeks to go. We should have been like Bristol Rovers last season, knowing that a few the good run will see us close to the playoffs. That there was no, I think I pricked us the ninth or tenth somewhere at the start of the season. This team should have been looking at can we get in the playoffs.
5: I mean, I, I look at it differently, and I look the first team is it, it could be comfortably a playoff team. Uh, the, the whole squad, I don't think we have the depth, person, and it's, it's the depth in. The defence and, and the goalkeeper, right? like, going forward, yeah, we've got, we've got, you know, Lamiras and Kerry either side. they they are quite comfortably good League One players. Um, even Lamiras, tends to be looking at a championship next year. You've got Taylor and Adapo both do different things, but both, you know, do their jobs well to an extent and gave us good, good returns. You're looking back at the midfield, and again, you've got players like Ness and Sassovich that when fit are, again, very good, you know, League One players. And then when you head to the defence, maybe the first, you know, the first, back, like, um, back four is, is good enough, but when you, when you start getting injuries and players drop out of form, I didn't think we had the, the depth to really sustain any kind of, you know, playoff or mid-table aspirations, because the actual squad itself, to me, wasn't good enough.
3: But then I think we had a lot of players who weren't starting, who were still, you know, capable players. Like, uh, I think, you know, you've got to look at Riley, um, Joel Connor Grant, Grant. Conor Grant. I know a lot of those were unfit for a lot of it. Riley, Joel Grant, Conor Grant, Lloyd-Jones, he wasn't he wasn't started when he first came in. Um, you got, you know, the option of Sawyer and Smith Brown at left back. OK, I do think that Sawyer, um, his legs kind of declined a lot throughout the season, but certainly in the first half of the season, he was a decent option to have. You had Joel Grant as another option. I've said him already. You had three times you've now said Joel Grant. <laughs> uh, <you> had, <laughs> whichever <laughs> I
2: yeah, think you're getting the three Grants mixed, of, mixed
3: up, Sam. Uh, yeah, I am. Whichever of <laughs> Taylor and Ladapo wasn't used. I think first half, of it, that's probably what I meant to say, one, uh, one of the three times. We had Peter Grant first half of the season. He was okay. Uh, Peter Grant and then should I never have been he, let go yeah, Peter Grant was good enough. And then he should have been Wooten, if anyone. And then, and then you had Cooper as well. Who Cooper was, he's only been called upon twice. But I, won't, I won't mention Macy, I won't even consider him really as a good option. But we had Cooper who played. I'm sorry, I just want to share this.
2: Earlier this season, um, Mr. Sam Darn might have said that Macy was uh, better than Remy Matthews, Roots, yeah. McCormick, despite everyone that telling him the opposite. That was a tragic misjudgment. Yeah, that was terrible misjudgment you had him down as our best keeper in like the last decade sorry please continue
3: but yeah and and, then, and now I've come to think he's one of our worst keepers in the last decade but he's uh, and then you probably say that the answer's somewhere in between but um, definitely I I th- okay I don't think he was our, I don't our worst keep one of our worst keepers in the last decade I don't really believe that I'm half joking but I do think he was the worst keeper of the three we had available this season and I would have rather we'd um, had Cooper as backup to lever and I think we would have Probably stayed up. You'd have
4: seen less goals if we had. See, I always find that an interesting debate. Um, I always find the the Cooper argument interesting because we've not seen very much of him. Um, We've we've seen you know relatively little, if if none at all of of him. Um, Okay, he's had a few cameos, and for all intents and purposes, he appears to have done well in the youth setup. Um, But to Matt Macy's defence, you know he's. Been brought up at arsenal obviously very good footballing pedigree he's been playing professional football i think it's a bit unfair to suggest and whilst he perhaps didn't have the best season to suggest that a completely untested completely untried cooper would have is a better goalkeeper i think that's um, somewhat unfair on macy i don't think macy had a particularly mm. great season but there's little evidence to suggest that cooper's any any better at this stage see
2: your mistake here was that Sam had made up his mind about Cooper approximately five minutes after he came on against Blackburn last season. <laughs> <laughs> you think I'm joking, but I'm really not.
4: You know, don't we, get me wrong. I'd like to see Cooper develop, but you know, he's obviously same. one of our own. I'd like to see him see him go on and do well. But I'm very wary of let's call it the Tyler Harvey syndrome. That um, yeah, the minute somebody's 20%. from Plymouth, the minute someone's an Argyle, you know, born and bred, they get given an extra. Boost as to how good they are or how good they supposedly are. You know, like people
2: saying that Fletcher should have started, and when that own goal went in against Accrington that had absolutely nothing to do with Fletcher because it was misreported as Fletcher's. All of a sudden, you have people saying, See, see, <laughs> but Fletcher yeah, Fletcher should have been playing,
4: and I think <laughs> because,
2: yeah, Fletcher over Ladapo is definitely going to solve the
4: problems here. And I think, we, you know, we need to be careful that, obviously, as a goalkeeper, you take longer to develop. And, and it's a position that's very much developed on experience as opposed to sort of technique. You know, you have, to, you have to practice, 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 practice. And he hasn't had a great deal of first team, Now, That's not me wanting to knock Mike Cooper, because I think he's got the potential. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. Matt Macy is a professional goalkeeper. He's, he's played at a very high level. And, um, you know, although it wasn't the best season... To suggest he's any worse off than Mike Cooper is probably a little bit disrespectful.
3: Well, I I, I don't know whether whether it's disrespectful or not. I think it's true, to be honest with you. I think Macy was very... uh, Yeah, okay. Based on the level of performance, he obviously didn't show that level of performance in the past with previous low spells with Arsenal or else we wouldn't have signed him. I'm perfectly willing to admit Macy overall is better than the Macy we saw this season. I'm not going to argue that, but I think purely based on the level of performance he put in for us... I think certainly when he came back into the team, maybe he wasn't quite so bad before he first went out of the team, but certainly based on his very poor level of performance since he came back into the team in March, I think based on that, Cooper would have been better because he wouldn't have made so many mistakes, his kicking wouldn't have been so poor, I don't think he he would have been invisibly nervous as Macy was at times. And I don't think um, he's... I think Cooper's probably commanded his weakest area, if any. But I don't think his command would have been as bad as Macy's was at times. Um, all that... All that and by uh, command, Macy, just
2: to confirm, you mean his communication, not I his do, strength yeah, I, in the I air. do, yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Macy for, Macy for getting high balls was good. I've got no argument there. By command, I, I mean purely the communication side of it. But anyway, that, that said, even if we are having Macy down as a, as a decent option, I think that backs up the point even more that... The kind of point we're going back to before we went off on on this kind of tangent is that the squad wasn't that bad. It wasn't great, but it wasn't a relegation squad. I think if if somebody other than Adams had been managing it, you know, we would have had a very good chance of staying up. It's a bit like Bradford. Bradford didn't um, have a relegation
5: squad. With with Macy, um, something that I, someone, I don't know, I can't remember who said it, but someone uh, said something to me at the end of the year. Do we think that Macy had a, a clause in his contract about he had to play a certain amount of games?
2: No. Nah, no. Because okay. so. it's on those so rooms to go it, Like, like
3: I've never heard said of that he actually had that. You, you remember
2: when Halton uh, was playing and people said, "Oh, there isn't Halton's is because Chelsea put in his contract and otherwise we have to pay them money."
3: Yeah. as If Adams didn't right. make enough mad decisions without there being clauses in contracts forcing him to do it, you know, <laughs> that's really my take. I think having, it would have yeah. caused
4: um, it would have caused some serious unrest in the dressing room. Um, yeah, it's, it's an incredibly unprofessional thing to do. Um you know, I can't see it being the case. But, well, and it, but the thing
5: is, the thing is, obviously, there was undress in the dressing room. We don't really know, you know, what that was. That's true. And we may not know for, for a certain amount of time. And mm. when we do find out, you know, we might actually be able to understand or maybe empathise a little bit more with Derek Adams. But until we do, he's going to get a lot of the blame.
4: It's an interesting one, that, because um, we've, we've all said that the team was probably good enough to or should have been good enough to stay in the division. Um but it obviously didn't. Um and, and as you've alluded to there, there was there must have been something going off the pitch. We know that Freddie Ladapo had a little bit of a um snide remark at Derek Adams. Is is that the cause of why we went down, do we think? Does that contribute to it? I oh, well there, there was definitely, yeah,
3: I mean, there's so there's so much we can talk about about even going on to the off the pitch stuff. There was definitely, without knowing exactly what, you can't speculate too much. There was very clearly some unpleasantness going on around the end with the kind of the abrupt nature of the sacking and and the all the the kind of the, the fact that you don't concede eight goals in two games without there being something wrong more than just technique and tactics. There must have been something mentally wrong, and then the the Ladapo, tweet, Adams completely, you know. Um blanking everyone if, after blanking Accentum. the media, yeah, blanking everyone. It's after that, it's, I remember after
2: Gillingham he he came out and said in an interview, I've told them it's their fault. Like that's not yeah, that's it, not what you say, isn't it? Like when you're trying no, to generate that not. we're all knit together, you don't point fingers. It's not how it He'd
3: lost the dressing room by the end, one hundred percent. we th- th- we well, think
2: he did. We, I I don't I never really like speculating about this. It's like I don't speculate think, don't like talking about mentality as a factor. It's much easier to analyze tactics. Because you, you never really can tell with mentality. People just point at someone and say, oh, it's because they're not trying hard enough, and that's obviously rubbish. And this, yeah, there's this is so, like there's that. so much
5: that goes on within football that you don't know about, like that yeah. you, we won't know about until they come. Uh, yeah, it's weird. I was, I was talking about it earlier, and it's completely off topic, but um, another professional player's uh, podcast. And it's only when they actually come out and say it themselves, you actually know realistically what's actually going on behind the scenes. And you, you can only speculate so far unless you are actually told. You know, we're never really going to know it. Then Even that's then, that's
2: what—that'd to... that, be one person's story anyway. I mean, I mean, if we could hear Ladapa and Adam say they're different two sides of it, and if we heard one and not the other, then that would colour our own, you know, opinions of what we thought happened.
3: Yeah, it would do. Um, one thing, Dave Kitchens. Oh, well, Dave Kitchen the secret footballer. said in the book. <laughs> <laughs> which why, he, why you? You've his, his cover, Sam. What are you doing? <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, everyone oh, knows you're get and Everyone. Everyone knows it's Dave Kitson. One thing that the, the, the secret footballer, shall we say, said in, in his book... <laughs> can about the
2: description
3: that? of this podcast? just right, <laughs> Sam, the Sam blows the identity of the
4: footballer. Sorry, I've heard
1: a word that Sam said.
4: Sam, are you sure it's it. not Ryan Taylor? I mean, Ryan <laughs> Taylor and Dave Kitson have been in the same room at the same time?
3: They they have been on the same pitch at the same time at home parking for, for Oxford against yeah, Argyle. They <laughs> yeah, they have. Uh, can I, I remember because the Whoa, Argyle Ryan fans... Ryan Taylor and Dave Kitson played for Oxford against Argyle at the same time. Oh, I thought you said it's I it also, I thought you
2: said it Ryan Edwards,
3: not Ryan Taylor, my bad. No, Ryan Taylor. Because yeah. the Argyle fans, um, were obviously before he signed for us, were chanting at Taylor, you just... Uh, and bleep this out, Tom. They were chanting, you just, <laughs> just a sh Dave Kitson. That was, <laughs> that was the sound of Taylor. The Devon, really oh, I'm so glad the this story has made it into the right.
2: podcast. This is... Anyway, I'm,
3: I'm, anyway <laughs> I'm, I'm going back to the point. The point is that... um. The point that um, the secret footballer made was that people can analyse tactics all they like, but often when, when a manager has lost the dressing room, that's it. They just try harder when the manager's gone, you know? Oh, when Sam Down has lost his audience,
2: he just plows on anyway.
3: Yeah. Well, uh, well I've I've got I've got the audience that are gonna be listening, don't worry.
5: So your nickname should change changing Dave Kitson after this,
2: sorry. Alright, <laughs> oh, okay. So essentially your point sorry, could you make that point again? It was that uh the yes, mentality yes, yeah, is more important than the tactics, was it?
3: well, well not, not not more important The tactics, but it is a very important factor. Like like yeah. um the secret football I've said, I think mean, you called caught it again. <laughs>
2: So Sam used to tell us stuff that he'd heard from the club because he knew someone who worked at the club and he'd alternate between oh, saying yeah. their name and saying my <laughs> contact as though like they were two different people to try and double up the number of contacts he had inside the club We all knew he was just I talking do, about
3: it I do have more than, this,
2: have more than this this one is, contact <laughs> This is just what it's like all over again no, It was, it was actually, Dave actually Kinsome, no. wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> Dave <Kinsome. laughs> no, the secret footballer <laughs>
5: Can you, can you just, every time every time he says my contact,
2: just blink Dave Kitson over it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I think, I think we uh, need to call no, him the from... secret footballer now. I've been speaking to the secret <laughs> footballer, he told me. Anyway,
3: anyway shall, shall I have a third go at making the actual point? <laughs> no, I think <laughs> the I've the got, got the point now, yeah. Mm. Right, anyway, so, so me- the mentality could have been a pretty big factor anyway.
2: Yeah, absolutely. Um, especially, you don't go around, sh- like, I mean, we're saying about... Cons- we basically relegated by was was it three or four goals was it I think it was four wasn't it four pretty- goals it
3: was f- three
4: goals no so it, it was three Four goals than, um... okay yeah
3: because it was goals scored we would have been ahead of Wimbledon so, yeah. so if it had been three goals different then we would have we would have stayed but then, up
4: but then you're
2: looking at 3-1 loss to Gillingham 3-0 loss to Barnsley 5-0 uh, 5-1 to Ackington
3: rather so if that had even been 2-1 2-0 and 4-1 we'd have stayed up
2: yeah I mean even then you're looking at one of those last minute equalizers for Blackpool and Bristol, I mean, you've got to also add in circumstance, Adam was a, Adams was a touch unlucky. Imagine, Gillingham, right? Ryan Edwards has Well, what has about that fantastic... cock
3: up at Wimbledon?
2: Yeah, I know, but I, I'm always, I, that's always a bit harsh. Like, I don't want to single like out a single error and be like, well, if this didn't happen, well, then you can turn around and say, what if Matt Macy had made a terrific diving save instead of sort of fumbling a shot in? Yeah, mm. it, I, I'm not a I mean, especially when, Edward, when Songo made that error, rather, that people are coming out and saying, that's why you shouldn't be playing. And it's not that error in particular. There's other things. And I'm just always less keen to be like, yes, that I one moment t- is why.
4: You've got to accept that at this level of football, um, people aren't going to be perfect. And yeah, I think uh, that's sense. one That's one thing that we see, is is that you watch the Premier League and you realise how good they are. And then you compare it on a Saturday and you hear some, some ridiculous things. Now, we've said tonight that it's probably been more individual errors and what, what's perhaps acceptable in a team that should be doing Absolutely. better. But at the end of the day, we are talking about a, well, what is now a League 2 football club. So, you know, we, we can't set the bar too high. They're not going to be perfect every week. They're not going to um, be flawless. They are going to make mistakes. There have been too many. But... Um, we we can't expect flawless footballers because we are not a very good football team Um, it sort of comes with the territory of of being in what's now League 2 Uh, Yeah, I was also
2: going to say that, um, like, going back to circumstance, Adams is a touch unlucky, because at 1-0 against Gillingham, Ryan Edwards has a real fantastic chance to score a second, and it's criminally missed Mm -hmm. the target. Louis, I'm sure, knows which one I'm talking about. He's about six yards out from goal, and somehow hits over the bar, after a fantastic drag back to make the space. If he slams it into the net, or squares it for Ladapo, who's rightly furious that he didn't pass, that's 2-0, that's probably game sewn up, and...
5: You know, I'd probably forgive him for everything he did this season probably
2: hmm.
5: just purely based on that alone I mean there was, there was another chance that game as well there was uh, it put on yeah, one yeah that probably, was a 2-1
2: you know, yeah be,
5: yeah well exactly and you know that could again one point could have changed it for us I mean I'm just looking at something now we conceded um, the highest percentage of goals in the last 10 minutes you know 18% of goals we conceded was in the last 10 minutes I mean that
2: points firmly towards mentality weak mentality well, there we go um, but yeah, I mean, we are talking about circumstance here because let's face it, Adams wouldn't have been sacked if if we'd almost gone down but stayed up. It was it was purely because I don't think a single one of us really thought going to that Scunthorpe game that Adams was a gonna win it or b gonna keep us up. He
4: couldn't have been in the ground. I I, no, I exactly. think I think that his position was untenable. It was that that weekend after Atkinson, it was it was nasty. It was aggressive. It was it was. We wouldn't. We, we would have stood no chance of winning that football match had he been manager, no. and and it would have all the focus would have been on him. And um, you know, and um, walking what,
2: out through the Devonport as well.
4: Yeah, walking Whilst back I'm, in half time. Yeah,
2: could have been dangerous. Well, could have yeah. been dangerous.
4: Though. Whilst I'm angry yeah, yeah. at this season, you know, I don't, you know. I don't, it's a difficult job being a football manager. You know, there's lots of things we don't know. It's a difficult high pressure situation. I'm sure that Derek Adams is going to go on and have success at other clubs. Um, you know, and, and I hope he does. Uh, you know, it's a bit of a shame it hasn't happened here because of everything that did go right before. Um, but he's not a bad mm. person or anything like that. But I think if he was still in, in charge for the last game, there'd be no hope of us winning that football match. The crowd would have been focused entirely on Derek Adams. Um mm not on on the game, and obviously we won the game and, and somehow Sunderland managed to uh, match up a again. such a crap
2: goal as well. That last one, they missed an easy chance to clear it. Uh. Um, what, what about the grandstand? Because I've seen a lot of people suggesting it, and I, I don't think the grandstand's a factor at all. But what are your thoughts? I think
5: it's... I, I, th- I think, like, I know that deep down it makes no difference, because whether we put the money into the grandstand or not, there's not been much money going into the playing staff regardless. I just think it's, it's, it's one of those things that, you know, we'll be 2 nil down at a game and we'll ironically just go, ah, oh, we're losing because of the grandstand. You know, it's one of those things that we don't really believe, but it's just when you've got nothing else to blame, you might as well, you know. Yeah. Simon Hallett we, we, said
3: that money was never going into the team. It's you know it's grandstand or nothing really because he, he said he's not the kind of person and understandably so who's going to spend millions and millions funding a team on players like certain other owners have. And that's his choice. It's his own money, he's earned it, and we can't tell him what what to do with it to, to that degree. So it's fair enough. He was going to spend it on the grandstand or nothing. So I'd rather it be the grandstand than nothing.
2: And like the grandstand generates long term uh, revenue as well. It's like yeah, yeah I, 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 we we are on we right off the pitch. Hundred percent, we're on an upward trajectory. On the pitch, we're trending upwards. So I say trending because it's like if you ever see if you ever see that graph of um, global temperatures, you'll notice it's not always going up. It's up, down, up, down, but it's trending upwards. And as a club, I think we're heading that direction.
3: Uh, But it's been such a huge leap down though from the last season, hasn't it? That it's like we've we've been left in pretty much. and And I do agree. You know, if we'd have just stayed up, I would have agreed to that point. But we have now been left in probably the exact same position that Adam's found us four years ago this summer in the position of being in League Two, being one of the favourites to get out of it with probably a reasonably good squad for the league, but not an amazing one. Mm. Now, that description could describe where we are now or it could describe exactly where we were four years ago. So whilst we did have three years of improvement... We've now pretty much flattened out exactly where we were four years before, which is a bit of a worry. Wait, like it depends like do... we
5: a lot on who we um who we keep. If we keep, you know, uh, hopefully, and I ca- I can't see it myself. But if Ramirez and Kerry do stay, oh, there's zero
2: top, chance of Ramirez. I, I am yeah, not even I, a single I'm, percent, I'm, But Kerry I'm, maybe.
5: I'm, I'm trying to speak it into existence because you know, even if Kerry, if Kerry stays, I think again he's that kind of player that I think say we're still in a better position. He's one of those players. Yeah, where, you know, fair. Adams brought him in we were like, oh, okay, he's just another player. I mean, at the time, I was thinking, oh, it's just, you know, it's has been like Greg Wild, he's just come from somewhere that we don't really know and he's going to be, you know, set out, set out on the wing. But he, you know, became the best player we've had in the last five, dare I say, 10 years, maybe. Mm-hmm. Um, since we've been, since we've been, you know, down into league. Out so, of administration anyway, yeah. Out of administration, yeah. And and I think that if, if he stays and hopefully Lemira stays and a couple of those guys, maybe Sarsovic, you know, six rounds, um, I think we'd be in a better position because, one, they've played together before, whether that helps or not. Um, and, like I said, they are a better quality player than, I think, that we had in Adam's first game. Um, hopefully, the the new manager we do get is a is a good recruiter of, of talent as well because, for the most part, Adams is very good up until this season. Even you, that... do need it, you, you, you do need someone who can you know, bring good talent here because where we are situated in the country, we do have a, a smaller pool of players to select from, I believe.
2: I tell you what, there's there's one concern I have about potentially bringing in Holloway, because who's he going to know to sign? Yeah. Because I mean, I mean, Adams obviously spent his first few years, you know, ripping off everything you know about Scottish leagues.
3: <laughs> Which, I mean, Holloway, to be fair, you say his first few years, that was only really his first summer. After that, he pretty much got the grips with the English Jordan Stewart Holloway... Jan Songo. I'm sure there's a couple of yeah. others as well. But there were quite a few others that had been nowhere near Scotland, like Spencer, Donaldson, Carly Osborne, um, Connor Smith. F- oh, sorry, I know
2: Osborne that? had been in That's Scotland, hadn't he? Before? I swear. Oh, no, he went, went. Or did he go somewhere after? I'll have a look.
3: I think Osborne was never in Scotland. Osborne I, went to know, Scotland an,
2: after he left. I think that was it. Was he Kilmarnock or something?
3: That well, that was it. He went to Scotland after he left. But still, we had um, obviously Connor Smith, Osborne, good Spencer willy. A few Goodwillie. Yeah, okay, I'll give you that one. But still, there was it was okay. There were still a few, but it gradually, it gradually trended towards players who didn't have a history in Scotland. And I think what you've got to remember about Holloway, if he does come, and Holloway, I should add, is by no means my first choice. If Holloway did come, we all know your first league. choices. Yeah, Holloway's been um, he's been a football league pundit for the best part of you know four or five years. Of one year, he will have watched one a lot year, of the foo- No, he did it. He did it in between Millwall and QPR as well. Yeah, that so was he's also on a and year. off quite a lot. Okay, so he's been a pundit on and off for quite Two a while. Two years so in the last know- five. Okay, well, he spent a fair <laughs> amount of time as a pundit, and he will he will know he will know a lot about the football league from that. And, and of course, we've got the head of recruitment, and no doubt he'll bring in some kind of some kind of coach. So. Yeah, but he.
2: he yeah, also you know. don't forget he. He's been um head. Of, well, he's he's been involved in recruiting. wasn't head of recruitment. He's involved in recruiting at Swansea, Championship side. Have been looking far more recently at overseas players. You know, when was the last time he? You know, probably yeah. sat down was recruiting. You know, players from League One yeah, and true. Two. Let alone the budget we have. I've I've got concerns about who we're going to sign because we don't have a scouting network other than that, do we? Our scouting network no. was Derek Adams, Greg Strong, and Paul Watson,
4: and Craig I, Brewster before that. I do think that when we we mentioned before we sort of started talking about next season about the grandstand and about the facilities off the pitch, I don't think you can split the the, the footballing team and and those facilities. I think um, if you are a free agent in the in the League Two, League One, or, or maybe the Conference, and you compare home park and the facilities that are there compared to other teams. That plays filed, a big factor in joining yeah. the club. That that is a that is a you know I know we're used to it because it's our stadium we go to every other week, um, but the facilities that we have now and this is where I disagree with what you said, Sam. That we're in the same position. We're not in the same position. We're financially Agreed. a lot more a lot more stable. We've got. But is um, that
3: going to roughly translate to the budget though? If we're talking about on the pitch only, our, be, our,
4: our budget will be bigger going
2: into this season than it was in our last season in League Two.
4: Yeah, fair enough. And I think the addition of having those facilities, if you compare, you you know, if you even look at the likes of, um, you know, Scunthorpe, you know, and teams like that, that... Scunthorpe are
2: are a bad example because they actually make very little from that and they're owner-funded. A better example is Warsaw, whose attendances are like half hours, but they make the exact same amount of money over a season because they make more than double what we make in commercial income.
4: Well, there you go.
3: Yeah, <laughs> exactly. That's what we need
4: I to replicate mean, with the grandstand. But I think that I think that you know, to come back to it, I just think that that is a is a pull for players. And I think you know, you talk about Ian Holloway there. I think Holloway wouldn't look at us if it wasn't Argos. There's no way that Ian Holloway looks at his next job in League Two. Um, I think. Apparently, you say well, that, he, but he, he where, where would he? he in Warsaw
3: in the Warsaw job, didn't they? Yeah, he he
2: was telling himself
4: for Warsaw. I don't
2: think he's got yeah. many other options.
4: I think he's one of those managers on the merry-go-round, isn't he? That someone that's, you know, we're talking a November sacking. Yeah, like a
2: championship paradise, basically. Um,
4: You know, and and I think that's one thing. He was originally my first choice. I'm not sure where he is anymore. I think perhaps he's been out of the game too long, uh, or at least out of the game with any success for too long. Um, But the one thing I think the one that Big positive is, I think, because he's a name. We we talk about recruitment. You combine the grandstand and that development, plus a named manager. You know, um, with the greatest respect to Ryan Lowe, outside of Bury, are there many people looking at him going, "I want to play for him." Um, you know, Ian Holloway, whether you like him or love him, he's a charismatic guy. He's somebody that can sell a dream to you. And and I think the big the big plus point if he were to be the manager is he would find the players. He would find players to come and play for him, and they would play for him. Um, now, it would probably be a bit more of a hustle-and-a-bustle Songo-type team than a Lamirez type team, um, but they, there would be no doubt that they would put 110% in each week.
2: Uh, one thing on that, I, I'm i 90% certain that I can confirm that a couple of players turned Argyle down in recent years based on facilities, i.e. they went to a club which actually had a training pitch in our field, And changing rooms, (laughs) not a is it an actual changing rooms not a cold, damp room with, you know, improper showering facilities and stuff. There are two names that I'm aware of off the top of my head that I'm not sure if Sam will remember that you know who I'm talking about told us. Yes, yeah. Was it Dave Kitson?
5: Was it Dave Kitson? Yeah, it was Dave Kitson.
2: (laughs) 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 No, it's nothing to do with the club, but he knows plenty of people. I'm just not gonna say his name um, because 'cause I'm sure he wouldn't want us to. Not that I'm sure he'd care too much.
5: It we talking about him a while ago, uh, Carly Osborne. But I just, just something I just, I just found. Do we know what he's doing at the moment?
3: Retired and managing a women's team. I think Brentford yeah, yeah, women's co- in He's it?
5: coaching yeah. Brentford women. Brent oh, good for yes, yes, mm. him. He, uh, he was doing it before he was at Argyle, and then when he left to go to Argyle, Kilmarsh, and Grimsby, he wasn't obviously in. He was in London, so he stopped doing it. Oh, and, then and then he, he came back. 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 Yeah. Oh, oh fair enough.
3: There you go. Probably, probably. Was probably fit- fitness he was issues. In the cross.
2: Nice tangent there. <laughs> yeah. His
3: fitness issues were. Um, well, I was going to say, it's just wait for him to
2: yeah. now appear on the uh, the betting. He'll come in at 25 to 1. So I want to put a bet on him.
5: <laughs> Shall we speak Carly Osborne into existence? I'll do it now. I oh, say, I'll
3: do it now. Josh is have the reason that about Paul Skolls is going to be the manager. Scholes yeah. It was so telegraphed.
2: Josh just tweets, Oh, I've heard it's Paul Skolls.
4: Oh, come on.
1: Well, no, we'll be And then you're it. like, oh yeah,
4: choice. I think it is too. <laughs> Jesus. I mean, Paul Skulls would put another 1,000 thousand on the gate, though, wouldn't it? Let's be honest. Holloway would put probably another 3,000. Uh, I think my dad's not yeah. going to
2: renew his, but I fancy I know he would if it was Holloway. He doesn't even like Holloway that much. He just remembers it being good football and attacking <clears> football. And, uh, you yeah. know, I'd rather lose 4-3 than 1-0 sort of thing.
4: See, this is this is an interesting thing as well. Like, I've said this to, mm. to you, you lot before. I, I think that's a complete fallacy. I think that you go if you lose four three, you're still angry. I've never walked out of the ground go well. At least at least we scored three. If if the opposition scored four goals, um, you know, I've not necessarily been ecstatic if we've won a one nil, but I'm a damn sight happier if we win than if we lose. And I think, um, yeah. winning football. It's the most entertaining football, no matter how that victory comes about.
3: I agree, but I also think, ideally, you'd have, if you can, you'd have both. Ideally, you'd win and, and win 4-3, you know, but...
2: Ideally, you'd win 4-0, actually. I don't know why Sam <laughs> three <laughs> goals a game. What, are you, what are you talking about, man? Well, I'm accounting for Togo playing. It would drive me up the wall. I'm like, oh, three goals no. again. <laughs> Oh, okay. I, d- I should also add, we've got this has being recorded on a Monday night. Hopefully, out on Tuesday. We'll have an analysis piece on Ian Holloway out tomorrow morning, written by yours truly. So, tuck in and enjoy. Blatant, you yeah, know Just gonna sell that one right there. <laughs>
3: you might well. Yeah, Shall we call late. it a night now? Cause I've Tom will have about <laughs> far far too much to edit. If not.
2: Yeah. Okay. Let's. Yeah. Let's wrap this one up. This has actually been a great chat, though. I really enjoyed that. Thanks very much for taking just part.
3: To yeah, thank
2: oh, you. Well, uh, at least we know it was you Car- Carly Osborne will be there tomorrow morning, don't you worry
4: <laughs> I want to see yep. Dave Kitson in the running Dave Kitson it's the secret <laughs> footballer, come
5: on can I, can I get out on the secret footballer? <laughs> <laughs> one, who is he? And two, uh, can he be the next manager?
2: <laughs> hey, how right uh, thank you all so much for listening to this uh, I think I think, depending on what happens, if the new manager's out next week, we'll have a episode on the new manager next week. If not, it'll be our big season quiz, which you can uh, join for to listen to Sam lose in tragic circumstances again. That was fun. If there was one person I didn't want to win the Christmas quiz, it was I'm Sam. i was so happy. I'm sorry, I'm sorry. You're such a no at all. I'm still just angry. Because I know it, it, yeah. it's like not wanting Man City to win a tournament, because you know they're going to win loads in the future. Anyhow, next two weeks will be, yeah, okay. will be our big season quiz and uh, a review of the new manager, providing that happens in the next two weeks, depending on what order they happen in. And then after that, we're going to go for a Nations League special, because that'll be right after the Nations League. And then I imagine we'll probably be quiet until pre-season starts. But anyhow, keep your ears tuned and eyes peeled for those. Thank you all so much for listening, from all of us, from Fraser, Louis and Sam and myself. Good night. Good night. Yeah. Good night. <laughs>